Congratulations, you're right on time for the Make It Move show with Mufasa and Poppy Knox. They are totally considerate. Baby, you're not here to try to figure me out. You just need to figure out what I need from you. And if I, I'm gonna tell you what I need from you. Very humble. Damn, it feels good to be me. Always respectful. Fuck what you said. <laughs> Thank because you, brother. Sometimes that makes me, that warms my heart. Truly sympathetic. Most guys don't get it. They don't get the game. They don't even want to play the game. And instead of just um, doing the little bit of work to know what you and I know, like on this one topic even, they would rather make an excuse for not knowing the work. Absolute humanitarians. You know what I'm saying? Stay masculine and always make that person understand you are not that important in my life. Exactly. You give off that energy and it was good. Completely unstoppable. It's the name of the game. That's why we're always making moves. We're always getting better than the last day. Always growing. The Making Moves show begins right now. What up? What up? Always a good time. How you doing? Man, doing cool, man. Just hanging in there. Cool. I'm enjoying myself. It's definitely been the craziest, not even the craziest week. I'm going to say something. Because I got a high stress tolerance. And I'm pretty cool with just about anything. And it takes a lot to get under my skin. But the thing that definitely gets under my skin is when people act rude. Whether it's rude with a stranger, rude towards me, just rude is in general. And I've been thinking about that all day because uh, I had to kick someone out of a private membership group because they were just way too rude no other reason but like they just don't have situational awareness and i I, I just don't like that oh okay okay yeah so that's been on my mind because i see it all the time especially when you're on the internet you do the work that we do and sometimes it's fun to play around with troll back and all that but it's just yeah at some at some point you you get tired of the shit exactly because it's I know you can't be doing this in real life. I know you're not going up to people in real life talking the way that you do. And if you are, I've seen some examples of that where people actually do behave this way in real life. I'm just like, there's a reason why you get to nowhere. What's up? Or they get you nowhere fast. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, this is why you're poor. This is why you're single. This is why your life is not going the way that you want. This is why you're depressed. You're pushing people away. Nobody wants to be around that type of energy. And the people that do want to be around that type of energy are not good people to be around. Of course, of course. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that makes me the old man in the room, finally, but uh, that, that's what that's where I'm at. I'm just, it's the sign of the times. You got to, yeah. When, you, when you're dealing with children, you get children results. Yeah, some of these children are forty plus. <laughs> it concerns me. <laughs> yeah, you know, some missed the mark, and they they doing the right thing, seek, seeking your guidance. That's how yeah. I look at it. Um, yeah, I, I usually try to nip shit in the bud before I do. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. I give everyone the invitation to to make a better choice. They either say yes to it or no to it, and after that, I know exactly how to deal with them. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, it's good to hear your voice, though. 
No, thank you, man. It's all good. No. Yeah, so it is what it is. Um, I'm um sitting up here. I'm reading my emails and my old alma mater high school. They they doing a documentary on them. So that was kind of that's kind of like oh, yeah, real really interesting. But what makes the school special to do a documentary about it? I don't know. We it, the school I came from it was a, in a small community called Derry Beach. Um, it's pretty okay. How can I put it? It's it's it can be known as a football city. So it's just we um, we just got a strong tradition and generations upon generations of football players. Put it like that. Cool. You're recording that history. I think we were kind of talking about that a few episodes ago, how important it is to record ourselves so we can pass it on to our children. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want you want you want uh stuff like that, uh, a a light shine on where you where you came from sometimes. It's cool. And um that was something like those are some fond memories. And I always say uh the purest form of sports is little league and high school. Mm-hmm. After you, after you go to the big leagues, college, and in the pros, it get real iffy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a business. At that point, it's a business. At that point, you, you know, in high school, in college, even you love the game, right? You love the game, but once once you get to that grown man stuff, it's it's a business now. I like the way you think about that. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a business now. It ain't just because you love the game. You got to actually be. You got to actually know what you're doing on and off the field. What yeah, you do off the field is just as important on the field. Like in uh, yeah. high school, it just was like what you did <laughs> on the field. That's all that mattered. Yeah, how you perform, you know. But we'll get into that one day. But I think that still could. Um, be a part of this segment too called Save Ourselves and I wanted you to start that off you know I wanted to know what you meant by that because this was off off our list yeah yeah so I'm thinking about this what was it man this was back in August when we were planning out the first year of episodes and SOS is something that I think about on a daily basis it stands for Save Ourselves the idea that nobody is ever going to come and save us. Us as a collective, like your family, your community. And then as an individual, nobody is going to save me. Nobody cares enough about me to get me out of bed in the morning, do push-ups, eat, do the work that I need to do, sales calls, talking with Rufasa. No one's going to do that for me. No one's going to push me to do it unless I do it myself. And at, at that wider scale, it's about the community doing it for itself. So the most important thing that I think we should all know, if we learn no other lesson that don't wait on the world to help you and, and, and go after whatever it is that you want. Save yourself, be your own Superman. So I get that. And um, 
And that's what we need to be working on as a collective. Nobody come to save you. And I feel good knowing that. <laughs> when you don't, <laughs> I just feel good knowing that. So I don't owe you shit. Um, even if I did say I'm gonna come to save you, Knox, I'm a man of my word. It's gonna be under certain circumstances and things of that nature. And um, of course, it's a bar. It's like it's off a barter system, and you rub my back, I rub yours. You understand what I'm saying? And um, as a man, you should want to have that to where. Nobody is carrying too much of your load. You know, you got to be a warrior for yourself. So that's how I look at it. Absolutely. And you know what? I didn't even know that other people didn't look at it the same way. I I was kind of naive most of my life until I started realizing, you know, you hang out with different people, you travel a bit, and you realize that, oh, man, people, when we're talking about politics and news, for example, people really care about those outcomes because they're not invested in doing taking care of their families on their own. They're like, I need the president. I need the senator. I need the mayor to actually be a good person because I'm not going to do it. So they need to do it for me. And it's the same way people that talk about representation in media. And it's like, there's so I, I used to be a teacher. So there are so many parents that are like, Hey, we need better representation in the media for my kids. And I'm like, but aren't you the representation? You're all the representation that they need in these formative years. You and the community that that you put them into. But it seems the vast majority of people are afraid of taking on that responsibility. That responsibility is on their shoulders, but they don't want to take it. And they rely on everyone in every system to compensate for the fact that they don't want to take care of their own duties. It's just wild. It's wild when I think about it. Man, listen. It's so much fucking beta male energy out here. It's sickening to the point where I don't depend on a man on the fucking TV to raise my child or a woman on TV to raise my child. Can't do it. I I I wasn't raised like that. Yeah. Now, yes, I got role models on the TV, and my father used to say stuff like, "My favorite, Deion Sanders was like, you think Deion at home playing video games right now, or is he working out? <laughs> like stuff like that." <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So I, oh, brother! So you, I started from an early age knowing yeah. that, you know, my father said, "Be the hero you always wanted to be." Exactly. Be the hero you always needed. Mm. So I don't look for nobody to save me because I'm not a fucking damsel in distress. <laughs> Certainly not. You can help me out. And if you don't help me out, that's fine. I'll just do it without you. Exactly, exactly. It's going to get done. It, it might be more fun and more and easier to do with you, but it, it's going to get done either way. So, yeah, so you're talking about saving ourselves, and that's what we have to understand. You always have to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. And usually my plan C is what I fall back on, which is me. You know, you know, know in those movies where they say, if you want something done right, you got to do it your fucking self. Yeah. So 
that's what I usually try to do. And I, you know, it's, you know, my girl told me, she was like, oh, you always want to do shit on your own and you don't ask for help. And I don't understand it. I said, I'd rather you see me doing shit on my own than me trying to ask for fucking help all the time. Mm. Right? Because mm-hmm. therefore, you know, and you sleep better at night knowing you don't owe nobody, knowing that nobody came to save you and you saved yourself. And guess what that means? Yeah. Guess you what that means? You own it all. Because that's I always say, I, if I save myself one time, I can do it fucking again. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's well, well said. And I mean, that's a powerful lesson right there. Um, it, it's a peace of mind. Because there, I think about how many people we know that have self-doubt and low self-esteem, low self-respect, and it's simply because they've never seen themselves do something incredible and be reassured that they can do it again or they can go into a new area and be just as successful. I never seen myself like that. And I see myself foremost just making bad decisions and getting out of the bad decisions I made or make turning the bad decisions into good decisions. I look at all my challenges as like, yes, this is another thing I can um accomplish. This is another thing I could exactly. And and my thing is it's an ego thing. I need to go out and justify my ego. I need because you know how I talk on this show, privately, in public, on Twitter, wherever you find me, I have this 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 I don't know, it's this high self-respect. And the only way I can own that is I have, I have the receipts to back it up. Otherwise, I'm just an arrogant asshole. Or entitlement. Like, like an entitlement yeah, yeah. asshole. But at the, the end way, of the day... That's it's, the worst a man can be is entitled. Exactly. Especially if you know you ain't earned shit. You ain't really earned. Like, I tell my boys when I'm running track, they're like, coach, you don't come every day I say you got other two other track coaches. They're here every day. I'm here every other day because I have other things to do. Oh, you ain't make it to the NFL. And I look at them and I say, <laughs> I didn't make it to the NFL. And I work twice as hard as you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to make both of us. No, oh, I'm going to make it. Like I'm going to make it. Well, good. If you're gonna make it, I'm gonna need you to show up here every day, and then on your days off, mm. I could teach you. I'm not here to show up every day. This is your dream. I ain't got to show up every day for your dream. I got my own shit. You want to be faster? You want to be a superstar athlete? You want to? You know? Yeah. You got to go all in. Fucking work. I'm not gonna beg you. I'm not gonna say, "Hey, come knock on your door every fucking day." And, you know, I tell them boys all the time, I say, you, I gave you the drills. I gave you the blueprint. Now you got to go build it. Yeah. I can't put on your cleats for you. I can't jump into your body and do all the amazing shit that I used to do. I could just show, teach you how I did it. And it's up to yeah. you to use it. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm training young, younger boys you know, 15, 16, 17, and just the way their mouth set up, I tell them all the time, I said, hey, man, I might not be the man to let, to, to uh, teach you, a, teach you this lesson, but please learn this before you leave this school. 
exactly. Don't talk, you know, and I tell my boys all the That's a talk. tough one to learn when you're a teenager, though, man. Yeah, don't I, talk shit. Like, and you know, I can't <laughs> but I'm like, don't talk shit to a guy um, that control your uh, athletic future. <laughs> so I just find it funny because those are the same guys that are coach. Coach, when I'm getting in, coach, can I run this? Can I? No. Mm. <laughs> okay. No, I know what it looks like, and you don't have it. So mm. at an early age, you got to be cutthroat, and so they can start saving themselves. Absolutely, it's, it's, it goes deeper than just us waking up to say save ourselves. Like, no, you know what you need to do. Like, even with exercise, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I know what the, I know what makes me gonna make me live longer, right? Eating healthy, doing cardio. Every day I do those two things, I add on to my life. I make myself stronger. I make myself healthier, more confident. If I go a week without doing those things, my confidence goes down. You know, my ego goes down. And I always say that. Um, Because deep down, you know that you haven't you haven't earned anything. Yeah. You're only as good as how you performed yeah. yesterday, or basically in the moment. Yes. You're only as good as your last performance. That's what I should say. Your ego has, your ego will save your fucking life, and you know it. Mm. See, this is stuff they don't of, want us to know about. A lot of people like to kill egos and and do that, but your ego will save your fucking life. Absolutely. That's, that's well, the of your self-respect. That's the basis of, hey, don't talk to me like that. Or that's the basis of, fuck them. I I don't need their validation. I could do this. This is how I'm going to do it. And um, I'm one of those guys who looks for that that type of energy to be around, too. Mm. Because I know if I'm around guys who are saving themselves, I know... I'm going to have to save myself. Yeah. And, you know, this is not really every man for itself, but it's every, hey, you're you're the reason for your downfall. Yes. You are the common denominator in all your fucking problems. (laughs) And you're also the common denominator in all your successes. So it's like, it's everything is on you. Good, bad, ugly, it's all on you. And you're, if you're, Thinking about this the way that we're talking about it, your ego is your friend and you develop it and shape it so it helps you reach the goals that you have. Or your ego is your enemy and it's keeping you from reaching that higher potential. But that happens when you listen to what society tells you that your ego is bad. So now you're treating yourself poorly because you're afraid of being this bad figure by society standards when on a natural level, you need that energy. That energy, it's like a rocket fuel. It's going to propel you through the stratosphere and beyond, but only if you activate it. And in order to activate it, you got to let go of the idea that if you have a big ego, you are somehow a bad person. That's bullshit. Everyone you admire has a big ego. So they're out making hundreds of millions, but you're saying, oh, it's bad to have an ego. They're dating the girls that you want to date. They're building the businesses you want to build. They're helping their communities the way that you want to help yours. 
it's all ego. No one does it just because. We do it because it gratifies our ego. Brother, you still with us? Yo, I'm just running my mouth. I just <laughs> sent off a tweet, man. I put um, ego could save a man's life or end a man's life. Ooh, good, 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 good. Yeah, put it up, put it up. Uh man, it's it's I don't even know how we got to this point. Saving ourselves. That's no, no, no. Mean. I don't mean in conversation. I know where we are in the conversation. I just meant as a people, as a as twenty twenty. I'm gonna tell you where we got. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. Um, and I always gave you. I think I gave you this analogy before. You have mm-hmm. Generation A who built that bridge, so Generation B okay. could thrive and go. Ah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. And then the bridge got destroyed. And Generation C is like, what the fuck happened to the bridge? And Generation B is like, hey, you got to build a new bridge. And Generation C, like, how do you guys build the bridge again? And they have no answers. So we're at the fucking point where we have to build a bridge and we have no answers or no blueprint. So we got to kind of throw shit on the wall a little bit, make it stick. We know the problems. I always say this, um, a lot of us, we don't work together. That's the only, it's enough fucking alpha males to think that, that that think the way I think, and we don't network, we don't work together, we still steady competing against each other because, hey, we were programmed, let's be honest, we were programmed, we were programmed to look out for self, even with the Disney, like we just talked about the Disney channel uh well the disney movie black panther and one thing i noticed after i because you know i you know i self-reflect and contemplate on what we what was said Mm -hmm. and it's like damn we could have said way more oh yeah (laughs) every disney channel fucking movie you're gonna have to help me articulate this because we're gonna do the disney channel programming um a word okay but every Disney Channel movie has two things in it. Okay. Rebellion and witchcraft. They fucking dress it up so good that you don't even notice it's rebellion because they, they make it so kid-friendly and it's not like rah-rah rebellion. It's more like mm-hmm. evil godmother treating somebody bad and the girl runs away and runs with the prince and gets the glass slipper. All that shit is Mm -hmm. rebellion and fucking witchcraft and we take that and we shove it down our children's throat. And wonder why we can't build a fucking bridge. I wonder why we can't a man can't build a a sustainable family. We wonder why these bitches just I wasn't fucking happy. So I left. That's the reason. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Because I'm going to give you a a real rap raw how to keep your woman. And this is a million dollars worth of game for fucking free. You ain't got to jump in the fucking... You don't have to jump online and buy a course... For th- from this guy, that guy. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to put uh, 
a Denny, and I don't want to stop Andrew Tate Shine or anybody. You ain't got a motherfucking buy a course for this. You want yeah. a bitch and you want to keep your bitch, just don't give a fuck. If that bitch go or leave, you let that bitch know every chance you get. I don't give a fuck if you leave or stay, but stay the fuck out my way, right? You either here to help or you either are you either here to get in the fucking way? And if you ain't here to get in the fucking way, you can leave. And um, I guarantee you, I've been doing this for a little minute. Bitches stay. <laughs> they stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and if they us. do leave, they damn sure coming back because all because they're gonna see you just keep leveling up. You know, he wasn't that bad, and he was a good. You know, I'm not telling you be a total asshole, but you definitely you ain't got to run a woman off, but you definitely have to say it in your heart that I don't give a fuck if she leaves or stays. I'm going to save my fucking self. Exactly. It's just basic self-respect. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't know they, how they to put it into words. You know, What's up? they never, and women never forget the guy who rejects them. They never forget the guys who. Oh, no, no, absolutely. You haunt them in their nightmares and, and, it, and it turns them on even. But I didn't know it for the longest time. I didn't know it for the longest time. I didn't know what words to use. But there are, when I look at my history of relationships, I know I wasn't the best when I was younger, but my relationships were better than average. And it wasn't until I got to this point in my life where I realized, oh, the only thing that saved me was that I had self-respect. If I didn't like it, I didn't do it. And even if it meant I had to lose the girl and I had to be humiliated or she had to break up with me, whatever the case may be, I always had my dignity, my honor, my integrity. And and that alone can yeah. save. So you don't even have to learn any game. You don't have to do anything special. In fact, I don't even I, – I tell people, like, ignore game. Game doesn't even matter anymore in the new world. But if you have your self-respect, this is why I tell guys, before you get into relationships, it gets your body and your mind right. Because if you have those two intact, you will have the stamina and the tolerance to sit, to make hard decisions where it's like, all right, there's a naked girl in front of me. She wants my dick, but she's kind of crazy. I can still say no because I know this is not going to go in the right path. And I'd rather right. not get caught up in that nonsense. Yeah, you don't want to get. I done been caught up in enough nonsense for everybody. Uh, <laughs> you even would be at those points, I still didn't care enough. Mm. And if I ever wanted to double back, go get this girl, they still check for me. They, I'm, I, I'm. Not, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. Saying and we're talking I'm about not. the married ones too. And it's like, girl, you're still exactly. married. You should oh, not have man, my number. Listen, remember those pictures I I sent to the group chat? I'm like, man, I'm looking extra fly, extra dope. They they was calling me uh blade. They was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wore the shades at night. We to have blade. My wedding, right? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. And um, Mary, Mary, uh, ex girlfriend was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, you look, you still look so nice." Exactly. How you been? You look like look at this. That Instagram shit. is no joke. Yeah, look. I'm like, look at this shit. All because you know I'm I'm one of the motherfuckers who told you no and meant it, and um, that's half of y'all battle. I want to say that's half of the guys' battle when saving themselves. 
you know, saving ourselves. Mm. Just the plot of the woman, because it's it's very true that us men, we need to procreate. We need to build families. And yes, that is the biggest stronghold they have over us because they program these women to be rebellious. Everything is programmed around mother goddess worship and women are better than men and yeah. men are obsolete. They do that. The powers that be do that on purpose because no matter what, get rid of pay. I talked to a chick for about two days straight and she was on this get rid of patriarchy train. And um <laughs> that's what and I'm just like, you can't be pro-black and talk about getting rid of patriarchy. It, it's just not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. And I say, it's okay, so we get rid of patriarchy. So we're going to replace it with matriarchy? She's like, no, everything just flows. And I'm just like, ah. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> like, all right. You know me, I just like, God bless you. I just, I, I thought, I thought this conversation was going to be a little bit more interesting than that. But those are the women that yeah. you got to stay away from. You can't procreate with. Uh, you can't try to build a family yeah. with because. You, and you know what? You can't even do business with them. I got people that want to be my clients that reach out and they have that same energy. And I'm just like, wow, you're, you're way too rude for me to do business with you. I can't partner with yeah. you. Me and my team can't help you. Yeah. It's it's too whimsical for me. And um, mm. that is where we, those two things, we have to get a control of the household. And we have to get control of our, we got to get control control of that. And we got to get control of working together. Mm. You got to, like, the ego saves our life, but it also holds on to putting it, the same ego that will save your life. It would be the same ego that stops you from being the best you could be, being the most dominant motherfucker mm. on this planet. And I always say, like, if like-minded men, we get together and we just put some shit together where we all can agree on, whether it's just put money together for each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to do because we're like, uh, we don't trust each other like that. Or, oh, I got a better idea. You know? So you still in that kind of situation. And that's what they're benefiting off of because they're really casting spells on us that's what a spell is when they sit up there and encourage you to be rebellious towards your parents or encourage you to be so much of an individual that you don't have fucking time like you don't see the forest for the trees or whatever however that saying goes you 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 got it right you're too busy being trying to be mr or mrs individualistic when it's playing into their favor. Yeah. It's that lone wolf mentality. Yeah, and that lone wolf mentality. I'm I'm a lone wolf till I get around like-minded wolves. And you, and we're, exactly. we're trying to take some shit over. And that's the whole point. And once we take some shit yeah. over, then yeah. Then that's when, yeah, you're going to have to choose a leader. But one thing I know about leadership is... It's always, it's always supposed to be a new leader every few years. A new mind, every you know what I'm saying. A new way to go. Yeah. And um. And I say the only thing a man should lead for for a long period of time time until mm-hmm. you know he gets too old, and then he even got to give that up. Is 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 his household? 
Mm. You get what I'm saying? You're supposed to leave that for the longest. Not a country, not an organization, because what what's the say how the saying go? Harvin Dent said it best. You either die a hero or live die. long enough. Yeah, there you go. Live long enough to be a villain. So you want to, you know, not die here or live long enough to be a villain, but when it's time for you to give up your seat of leadership, somebody should be in the seat after you. And it's really that fucking simple because, believe it or not, I study this shit from politics. We get a new president every year, but they got damn near the same fucking agendas, whether it's uh, conservative or democratic. Mm-hmm. They damn near got the same agenda. It's just a little twist. It's, it, it might be to benefit a, a certain demographic of, of people better than a, another demographic, but it's the same shit. And we fall for it every fucking time. We think we got a brand new. Pre- I, I learned that shit back when Obama became the president. I'm like, yeah, we got a black president. It was the same fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, they was even more bold with it. So <laughs> we got to see that. And I don't know if it's too late. I don't know if we can uh, recover or we just need to focus on the next generation, bringing them up the best way we can. We have yet to know about the psychological effects of the COVID pandemic. We have yet to know mm. the deep psychological effects of social media. But like I've been saying all the time, attention is the new crack. Absolutely. Attention is the new crack cocaine. Yeah, this is the attention era. And it's funny because, yeah, you can just captivate people with with a sound, with a video, with a with an audio clip, with an image. Like, think about meme culture. And that's what they've been fucking doing, no, bro. It's, it's propaganda. The, the Nazis, I thought they mastered it. But no, this new meme culture is, is propaganda 2.0. And it's really effective. Because people are tuned out. They're so tuned out, they don't take care of themselves. Yeah, attention is the new crack cocaine. And don't get addicted to it. That's how you save yourself too, man. <laughs> don't get addicted to it. Because once you're addicted to the attention, then you're definitely living your life for others. Exactly, exactly. And we, yeah. and we have enough women who are out there trying to live their life for others and are miserable because you're really supposed to be living your life for your husband and then your ki- your kids and your family. But from, you know, we're so far away from that. And it's just such an insult to tell a woman that it's such an insult to tell a woman that she's the best thing she could be as a wife and a mother that we just got to skip a generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to start we got and that's what they did that's what the powers that be did they focused on the kids they never focused on the older generation like my grandfather those those guys they didn't care we we looked at them like as emotionless hard-nosed men and that that was some bullshit because they kept their emotions in check better than we did they worked harder than we did yeah. That's what I will say, though, as I'm hearing us think about these things and talk about them, I'm very grateful that one, I I am who I am, two, you are who you are, three, we're good friends, and four, we have this show and all the other work that we do on the side, because I don't even know how I fell into this world. 
but here I am, a leader of men, and there are men that are coming to me with very deep issues, issues with their parents, issues with themselves, suicide, depression, very deep, heavy things. And they entrust me to help them. And they entrust you the same way. And I'm grateful that we're able to do that because I, all I see is that it's everything that you mentioned before. So yeah, you and I, we got to take care of our family and raise them into adulthood so they're competent. So we're doing our part. And then our, our close friends and family, we influence them at least through our example. And then with the work that we do, we're helping other families. We're helping other communities. I don't know what this will look like 10, 20, 40 years down the line, but I'm grateful that we have this. And I'm grateful that I have the stamina to keep up with it. And that is, and, 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 this, and this is what I want to mm-hmm. let you know. We have to have visionaries. We have to have the vision. We got to say, fuck it. Like, even when I was telling you I was talking to the young lady. Freeze. We're going back to the show in a moment. But first, in the show's description, there is a link for knoxuniversity.com. This site gives you access to the Take Charge League, which is everything you need to tap into your greatest strengths, improve your shortcomings, and live your ideal life sooner than later. This one guide will forever change your worldview, giving you the confidence to lead happier relationships, always know what to say and do. Grow your network with high net worth professionals, make money with speed, and have a more fulfilling life. Plus, direct access to Poppy Knox and ambitious people like you to ensure you are surrounded by a positive community. So there is no way you can fail. If you are interested in changing your life in any way, Visit KnoxUniversity.com right now to join. That's K-N-O-X University.com. Now let's get back to those unruly men talking about only God knows what. Unfreeze! She was like, the first thing, why should you be a leader? And I'm like, yeah, every man needs a plan. And every man needs a plan for this, that, that, in this household. And she was like, okay, if you got all this stuff, what is your plan? And I sh- and I definitely just ran down my plan to her. I was like, first plan is to make sure you locate a woman who, who's like-minded and wants to submit to you. And you raise a family with her. Mm. And you build, st- and, and she follows your, <sighs> so your kids won't get caught up in the matrix and this, that, the third, and then we I find another family that's on the same shit, and we network, and we build a, another family, and another family, and now we have a community. Now we can put together some of our earnings to protect each other and gain power. Whatever that might look like. It might look like in the form of real estate, in the form of land. It might look like in the form of media. And she's just like, oh, that won't work. Because men don't know how to lead good. And I'm like, again, this is why you are who you are and I am who I am. (laughs) So I I gave that little rundown and it's just like, everybody was like, okay, what's the plan? Yeah, we fuck the man. All right, fuck the man. 
So what you gonna do once you walk away from the man? Didn't think that far ahead. They they never do. It's just uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, it's just like a it's just a childlike idea that hey, going back to the rebellion thing that you were talking yeah. about. It's 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 my three year old throwing a tantrum, my teenager saying this that the other, and let them do their thing. They they tire out, but they're doing it on on a societal level. They're doing it where every woman across the board. Yeah, yeah, so the, the vast majority of women I'll say across the board. Yeah, so you got to save yourself from you got to save yourself from that kind of troll mentality where I just want women don't give a fuck. They just want attention. They if yeah. they could get attention by just sitting there and looking pretty and eating fucking junk food, they'll do that shit. If they got to go outside and yell black lives matter and twerk in the street, with a cardboard sign saying fuck the police, they'll do that. So with that being said, we're the smarter men. So we have to start from scratch. And unfortunately, scratch is just dealing with your household. You know, part of my scratch was always I wrote a book. Right? So a lot of my ideologies and weight a lot of things I want in my plan is already in that book. Um, you know, every man is different, but we all could agree that we all want a little bit more money in our pocket. We all want some type of community that can help support us yeah. mentally, emotionally, even financially if we need it. And we all know we got to earn our keep as men. If you didn't earn, you know, if you didn't earn that part keep as a man, you not, you know, you can't even be considered a man. You know, we got to earn manhood. It ain't like we're born with it, like mm-hmm. unlike womanhood. They're already born with it. They just lose it. Yeah. We actually yeah. have to go out and get ours. And some some boys are adult age, but they, they haven't earned that manhood just yet. Uh, we got to talk about that, too, because there are certain rituals where culture, every most cultures had a version of a boy becoming into a man. They had a ritual that said, this is what you have to do, and then we'll consider calling you a man. If you're Jewish, it was your bar, bar mitzvah. If um, it, Aborigines, they had to go do, I think it's called a walkabout. And we just don't have those rituals, at least not in the West. Some families do. We, we have, we have, we could have rituals where yeah. Yeah. Our, most of our rituals is Go out, find a job, and get your own fucking place and a place to lay your head. Yeah, that's that's ritual number one. Mm. And we're struggling at doing that. That's going to be even harder to do if we don't start to work together. As you can see, I remember the when I first started following real, real estate to get a mortgage, all you needed was anywhere between $3,000 and $6,000 and you could have got you a mortgage, a couple of check stubs from your old job and you got your house. Mm -hmm. Now you need $20,000 and two years (laughs) worth of bank statements, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a social ID card. If you have, you can't be able to put money, $4,000 over four thousand dollars in your bank account without writing a letter. Like I don't went through all of that shit to get my mortgage to buy par- property. 
So they're just making it worse and worse. That prices are going up. The price of a car is going up. They make it very hard for us. It's going to be pretty soon. What you think democracy, we're going to get a rude awakening. And I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but we're going to get a rude awakening and we're going to realize the little freedom that we did have. They trying to take that away from us too. And, um, yeah. and it's, and it sucks because nobody can see it because we're too busy focused on celebrities look focused on likes and pictures to the point where focus on making money just to show off to the point where we don't have anything to show for it. We don't have a back. We don't have a community. We don't have a a group of families to bend together and say, y'all can't come in here. Don't, don't worry about the vet. I, I don't want that vaccine. Shit like that. We don't have that. We have motherfuckers who, think they're individuals and they're just sheep and sheep are always led to what slaughter oh yeah so sheep always led to slaughter and they disguise it so good because they think everybody think they're an individual and everybody's doing the same thing everybody's wearing the same fucking look the same fucking clothes and saying the same shit, swearing they're so fucking different. Motherfucker, you the same you the same as everybody else. You on this goddamn phone. Everybody's doing this challenge. You're gonna do the challenge next. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. when it comes to us preparing for the bullshit, we definitely got I gotta save myself. I see it coming from a long distance. They're going to try to fuck us real good. It was, <laughs> it's all, it's, we ain't seen shit yet. That COVID shit was a test run. Now they're going to really make you stay in the fucking house. Now they're going to really try to make you get those shots. You get what I'm saying? And it's going to be a little bit easier too because Motherfuckers ain't going to have that much money like that. Mm. Mm. So they might crash the dollar. I don't know if they want to turn everything digital. I don't know what they're going to do. But one thing I know that will stop them in our tracks, in their tracks, is if motherfuckers start assimilating and actually doing the right fucking thing, not doing what they were programmed to do, which is be chaotic. And be super individualistic when you're actually not individualistic. You're actually acting like everybody else <laughs> that they program the same way. What a uh, time to be alive. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy ass time because it's like I think about it deeply and I'm like, yo, this motherfucker told me I we we need a plan. I gave her a plan and she's like, no. So, <laughs> so, and I'm not worried about it. I'm like, damn, I can't even save you if I wanted to. You don't listen. Yeah. And my thing is, I'm not trying to save anybody. Everything that I've said, yeah. maybe it sounds like I'm trying to save people. I'm absolutely not. Every man that I work with, every woman that I work with, every child that I work with, was interested in saving themselves and I just shared what I knew 
that works. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I always say, yeah, if everybody joined together and I tried to do this before with a network and sometimes you just got to save yourself. It's, it's no, it's no reason for me. It's no team. It's no iron team. So you need a team. I always say the teams that win state championships and win championships is a team full of role players. You're very good at one fucking thing. And I'm very good at one fucking yeah. thing. And if we combine those things together, we're unstoppable. It's kind of like a body. If you're very good at left hooks and I'm very good at right hooks. <laughs> we got to hang out. <laughs> we got to spar. Yeah. <laughs> we got to spar. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to beat everybody at. <laughs> right? so, it's the same thing with what we got going on now. But everybody, instead of me just saying, oh, he's good with a left hook, I'm going to do this shit myself and left hook, right hook. You know what I'm saying? And left hooking and right hooking myself. And I hate to say it, we're social creatures. But we have to do it that way. I mean, it's kind of like we left ourselves no choice. And I don't want my friends or my family to be sitting ducks, or you know, and I'm going to leave my household. So I cannot think like your regular run-of-the-mill mid-30-year-old. I have to think like a ruler, like a king that's trying to get his kingdom back. Yeah. Everything I see on TV, I was raised to question everything that's on TV. Good for you. And I don't then, think I was raised to do that. I did it, but I wasn't raised to do it. Yeah, I did it anyway because it just didn't make any sense. Because, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. They used to watch the news. They ain't question news, but they question all the movies. I'm like, how you pick and choose the what question on TV, mom? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to question all of it. And uh, my, my grandfather and my uncle always used to say, um, the revolution won't be televised. So if you see the shit on TV, it's fake. Yeah. So even when Black Black Lives Matter jumped out on the scene and it was all over social media, it was all over TV, I'm like, yeah, this shit fake. Yeah. And everybody hated me for that. Like, oh, you don't believe Black Lives Matter? I love the slogan. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a dumbass. Yeah. Oh, COVID this, COVID that. Oh, and I, and I even I called it on COVID. I said you're gonna take a shot, and they're gonna keep telling you to take shots. What are they? Or oh, booster yeah. shot. And it's like I've been undefeated on my so-called conspiracy shit for the last four years. <laughs> you and me both, man. So it's just like, what else do you guys want from me? I'm telling you to save yourself. If the government is, and it's all on TV that you should take this uh, vaccine and you should do this and you should do that. Bro. Have we not learned anything over the last 15, 20 years? It seems, I think this is just every day. Save myself. Gotta save ourselves, bro. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't care what the situation is or how the situation came to me. All I care about is where am I? What is my next best move? And that's that. Hey, something's interesting. So I'm having a chat 
with someone that's watching us right now. And he's telling me about his life story, about how he saved himself after his, his dad. Um, he lost his dad uh, several years ago. And he's talking about it from a position of strength. So this is our, our friend, our new friend, Alex, in the chat. And he says that he's a better person through the loss. And I think that's commendable. Yeah. So many times when we lose, we think of it as, oh, I'm a victim. My life is hard. Woe is me, whatever the case may be. And we become broken birds, as my, my friend likes to say. And it is nice and refreshing that this young gentleman has moved past it. He, he grieved what he needed to grieve and was able well, to find some strength from first, it. First thing is that's, that's good. First thing is first, he probably grieved the right way. A lot of us don't even grieve the right way. So if you grieve the right way, then you learn a lot. You learn a lot from your father's mistakes, right? Yeah. He also knows his father is a part of him. So it's going to always be a part of him that he has to look out for and be prepared for too. And it kind of sucks because I always... I have my dad in my life and it's a part of you that you're trying to figure out as a man and your dad already know the answer to <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was yeah. a lot of, it's a lot of parts of me, especially when I hit about my first year in marriage, my dad told me, he was like, man, this marriage ain't gonna last. Y'all not good for each other. You, that's that's not your type of woman. And I thought he meant physically. I'm like, no, she's beautiful. I like, you know, no. Compatibility-wise. She don't listen enough for you. <laughs> that's what it like challenges you. Yeah. And, and you're letting it happen. And I'm like saying to myself, now that I think about it, you know, he was right. And um, I'd like to tell, I guess you, Alex, um, I'd like to tell, tell him, you know, that's a crazy uh, situation, but I know you learned a lot from it. Yeah. He had, he learned a lot about himself in that, that situation. That's what me and my dad connect the most when, because I do a lot of, training and development so that way one i'm equipped to again save myself and i can pass it on to others and what i realized is that my dad through the toughest moments of his life he didn't have the skills that i had he didn't have the training that i had and that's the only reason he didn't make the most of certain opportunities and i'm like damn how fortunate am i to be at a younger age that my dad, when I was doing similar things and I'm ahead of the game yes, and I, I could connect with them better because I was just like all those stories that people told me about my dad being a bad person, an awful man, this, that, the other, it was all fake. It was all lies. It was just that he was an adult that didn't know certain things. His ignorance got the best of him. And in spite of that, he still did well for himself. Hey, we still, yeah, like, like, remember what Master P said? Hey, I'm still growing as a man. 
And this guy is 50 fucking years old. All right. Mm. So it don't matter where you start your where you start your journey. It's you're going you're going to mm. change forms and whatever storm you go through is designed to make you not the same. Well, as soon as you go through a storm, you're not the same no more after that storm. I don't, even if we walk outside in the snow, when we get back in and warm up, we're not the same. Believe it or not, your body chemistry changes. All of that. Yeah. You're automatically a little bit more adapt to your environment. And that's the amazing thing. Same thing with, you know, with your dad and stuff like that, you're pretty much the updated version of him, right? That's my favorite part of uh, family. Yeah. is that the children. I'm pretty, I'm pretty the, much the, the updated version. You're pretty much the updated version of them. The better, the better version, the more equipped to handle certain situation ver- version. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, you know, like I said, Alex learned a lot. I don't know why his father, you know was suicidal like that what made him do that but i'm pretty sure if he knows the answer to that he he has he has um has that highlighted he has those certain signs highlighted or that certain um stage in his life and he's gonna be ready for it you get what i'm saying so Indeed. indeed the same thing with me i'm in a certain stage of my life where my father had was very very much an entrepreneur but it was like i told my dad before it's easy it was easier for you to get up and start a business and he even said it all the time like man i wish i had more money to give you to start this and do this and i'm like who would have thought that we'll be paying an arm and a leg for eggs in 2023 Who would have thought they would have kept us in the house for a whole fucking year? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Stopping everybody money. So we have to do it. He was like, man, if I was a little bit younger, I'd be so stressed. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm stressed, but not like every day, all day. Like, You know, I'm more stressed as in I want things to hurry up and my plan to hurry up and work. You get what I'm saying? Versus what I'm going to do. Damn, what am I going to do? I need this. Like, I already know exactly what I'm going to do. I just I just wish it, the process was a little bit quicker. Because I'm very impatient. Get that from my father. <laughs> so, <laughs> we all handle uh, depression and everything differently. Um. Knox, you've been places that I'm sure. never probably going to go. I'm talking about in inside, mentally, emotionally. Uh, Alex, same thing. I've been, you know, he probably been in places I never, I'm never going to go, right? And then, of course, I've been places mentally, emotionally, yeah. you guys never been. Well, so you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Oh, I, I understand on so many levels. Hey, yeah. I, I wake up and I got, I got four mouths to feed. Like, you know, I got three daughters and my girl. Uh, that's, that's a different type of, <laughs> that's a different type of uh, stress. Yeah. 
but it, it's a stress that also comes with the recharge, I imagine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. When, when when you know, especially at this point, when you know how you're gonna feed those mouths, it's a recharge. Mm-hmm. The fun the yeah. fun part is now let's now let's uh not just feed these mouths, let's uh do it on a bigger scale. Let's give them a better life than I had. Yeah. And giving a, a kid a better life is they and I want to talk about family a little bit more, but giving your kid a better life, I'm gonna say say it like this, has nothing to do with the shit you buy them. <laughs> it has everything to do <laughs> is how you raise them and how what the shit you teach them. It has and how you connect to do with that. And how and how you connect with each other. Uh, it's fundamentally it's what people everyone likes to talk about the emotional support but it's not about the emotional support per se it's about how you connect and how we connect with each of our children is different we don't treat them all as like one monolith and and that connection whether it's once a week or even with the case me and my dad it was once a year sometimes once every two years but that connection was powerful even if it was just for a weekend and and families need to know that like parents need to know the power of that quality time so hey we've talked about this before the future of this show we definitely want to hear different voices are you up for bringing alex to the stage asking him a few questions for five minutes and then uh wrap it up yeah we could wrap it up i mean uh he don't have to overshare but you know he could tell us a few things yeah i'd love to hear a new voice. I definitely want, and again, this is where the future of the show is headed. We want to hear more from y'all. We want you guys to be part of the show. Alex, welcome to the stage. Welcome to Make and Move Show. Yeah, I know what's happening. Hey, so you're our brother from across the pond. Across the pond, you and your friends, <laughs> Liverpool in the house. That's yeah, the first man. time I've ever said that. And you got your funny accent. I like it. I like it. So what's up, brother? Thank you for sharing your story. I don't know if that was easy for you, but I do appreciate it. Everyone has a different story to tell. Sometimes it, it, when you talk with regular people, they don't get it. But I'm glad you know that you can speak with us. Yeah, no, look, like I don't know if you can understand me, like because obviously, like everyone says that my accent is like the hardest to understand. But like, I'm good, Mufasa. You yeah, good? Man, yeah, yeah. Like I said, as long as you want to connect, yeah, you will cool. always hear the person that you want to listen to. Man, that accent is really thick, but go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> and at, at the very least, we're, we're going to get a whole lot of new UK fans because of you. So they can hear you and the two of us can hear you. Let's let's go. Let's yeah, go. No look, no, look. Here's the thing, yeah. Like, about 10 minutes ago, I was on another thing with some all girls and they were saying, I don't know what men go through. And I was going, and they were mm-hmm. saying, but men like don't have to put all that and all them things in their shoulders. And I was saying to them, how don't you know what's going through their head? They don't, Alex. It's I don't know if it's always been that way, but I know that right now men and women don't hear each other. And at the same time, I don't think they need to understand. I don't think they need to understand us every detail about what we go through. It's whether or not they respect that when we enter a room, you just got to know that we're bringing the world to you. 
Like, if you can respect that much, everything that you don't know, it's okay. No, look, like, I love women. Trust me, I fucking love women, but, like, they don't know what's going, like, obviously, like, I'm, I'm all right, yeah, but my dad killed himself, yeah, and, like, obviously, and, like, I said that to them before, and they were going to me, like, uh, he must have been going for a hard time, like, And what was your actual experience? Was it uh, hard? Uh, so I was out fucking off my barney on the Charlie uh, cocaine and I fucking come in at like 7 o'clock in the morning. So I've walked into my front door, I've opened it, mm. I've uh, closed it, locked it, turned it around and my dad fucking hung himself off the banister. Okay. Yeah, at 21, you said? Damn. Hey, yeah, 21, and I'm, and I'm 29 now, yeah. Hey, but look, here's the thing. I would never change the person who I am right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, losing a dad is tough, especially in the way that you lost yours. And and I, I'm not a fan of suicide. I'm anti-suicide. I, I'm not going to go too much yeah. into it right now. Yeah. Uh, but what you, what struck me was when you said that you're a better person for it now can you share what that means like, like it sounds like it sounds horrible yeah but like and i obviously want my dad to be alive now but i would never change the person who i am right now so like it it sounds horrible like i'd rather him not done that I'm like, I'm, I'm like me being my person who I am right now. Like, it sounds horrible, but... Alex, it doesn't sound... Ho- I don't think it sounds horrible at all. Everything happens for a reason, though. So <laughs> if if you look at it like, like that, then it's just a part of um, your journey. Yeah, no, but look. I know, but look. It's the thing, yeah. Like, he was like... He was selfish. Like he left a note, and like it said, my mum's name, and then like near the paragraph, and then it said my sister's name, and it had the paragraph, and it said my name, and like on the note it said like Alex, you're the man of the house, all this stuff. But like it, he never said why he done it, and like knows knows I think was like. I would never okay. leave my kids. Yeah, like, I haven't got kids now yet, but I would never leave my kids in the way that he's on. I, w- I wouldn't do it. And now you know, and and I'm and I know that to be true. I can hear it in your voice. I damn, that's just eh, that's a tough story. But I mean, I I hear unfortunately I hear stories like this often. But what you said about being. You like the man that you are today. You love the man that you are today. There are people that have been through less than you've been through and can't stomach saying that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yes, you're right. There are people, like, if you go into a regular place with regular folks, they're going to say, oh, Alex, your take on life is horrible. But they're absolutely wrong. (laughs) Exactly. You're taking life by the horns, actually. You have like they, uh, that would be that event right there would be enough 
I don't see lesser events happen to people. And they, they, when I say check out, they checked out mentally. They, they start, uh, it was time for them to um, step. It was like their opportunity to step away from accountability. And that would be a fucking feminine trait. You would be like a goddamn woman. Yeah. You didn't take it. If you, if you took that opportunity to just, fuck up your life even more or uh what is it the war is me yeah attitude yeah yeah i seen my uh my cousin his father died of uh aids when he was 15 and he could have did the the checkout version too but he he took he did something like alex he was like yeah i'm finna step up and no look no look it's the thing yeah like exactly like, if you're going to kill yourself, yeah, and then you've got a family with it's me and three sisters, you're a selfish cunt. Because I would never do that. If I had kids, I would never do that. So, like, he's a selfish, he's a selfish cunt in my eyes. I like, I'm, I don't give a shit about him. Like, I'm a better person for what he's done. So it's not popular, but I agree. I agree, and it, and we we don't even have to labor on it. We it, it just is what it is, and here we are in the present. And you yeah. being the example that you've been, I know it's helped your sisters, and I know it's yeah. helped your mother. Yeah. So, with that being said, you gotta always put in the work to make sure you don't go down that fucking path. Because whether you know it or not, you're still part of your father. No, 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 look and trust me. Like, after that happened, like, I got a better job and now and I'm working on the wind turbines. Uh, and I've just got a, and I've just got a job in America, like you always, uh, on the wind turbines. Because uh, uh, America, I've just bought all land at the start on the wind turbines. So like, Wait, which company? Because I used to work with a couple uh, of companies out in, in it's called GR8. So, uh, so okay. So, okay. Congratulations, man. That's that's the that's a uh, that's a great way to step it up. So, you just got to be mentally um, stable and mentally ready to always take life by the horns. Um, don't worry about um, what happened in the past, really. But you need to understand where you're going in the future. You got to always have a plan. Yeah, no, no. Trust to do what. And I've got a plan. It's just like. like and I always provide me mum and my sisters. And like even when I. And I work away for four. And I work away for a month on. And then I get a week off. And then like. So I come back for a week. And then. I'm back at work for a month, but like I'm making okay. more money than like most of my mates. So like it's like that's good. And he's selfish, yeah, but he's made me the person. Like it sounds horrible, yeah, but he like it sounds horrible, yeah, but like I would never change the person I am today. Good for you, bro. Good for you. And hey, you want to know? There's a new thing that you have in your life, which is you got Mufasa and you got me in your corner. And as long as you're doing the work, I'm always in your corner. So you don't have to go through this journey alone. You can always reach out. 
and and the idea is just to find more men like us yeah that understand it that can hear you tell your story the way it needs the way you want to tell it and not be like oh you're saying it wrong never say that oh that's horrible why would you say that nah it ain't that it's the opposite you are on a powerful positive path yeah love it Love it, man. This this was a good um this was a good uh podcast. Yeah, right here, it is, it is. Huh? So this is the making move show where we record every so often. I'm following you now. You can follow us if, for the next one. Uh, we just do we just record whenever we can. Um but yeah, uh, find the making move show on your favorite podcast and uh listen tool and uh you'll be able to catch up on previous episodes. But this is what we do, and you are our first guest on this show. This is episode twenty three, I think. And I'm glad that you could share your story with us in our audience. And this isn't YouTube, is it? Uh, a couple episodes are. So we do the the episodes are 15 weeks in the past. So every 15 every week comes up uh, an episode from way in the past to get people excited about um, signing up for the podcast. Hey, yeah, hey, look, it's just magic because like I can't believe that I. Can- Believe that you can even understand me. <laughs> you think all Americans are dumb? You, I think so, Alex. Everything you've said so far, I think you're just hanging out with the wrong people. You're hanging out with people that don't have good listening skills, and you're hanging out with people that don't understand what it is to be a man. Yeah. But now you're hanging out with two people that know both of that, and we're very patient. If you can speak clearly, we're gonna wait our time until we figure out what you're saying. But you've been nothing but clear with us so far. Yeah. Hey, look. Like, I'm looking at your fucking picture now. Is that really you with the cigar in your mouth? Or? Oh, that's definitely me. I get a lot of choice comments about it. But yeah, that's me. And that's really Mufasa. It's, yeah. Like, you've got a fucking... You've got a sick haircut, you. Yeah, yeah. I got I got some swag on me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, um, I, this is just a cartoon... But yeah, that's pretty much how my face looks. Exactly. Um, with that being said, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's cleaner in the morning. <laughs> which I still got to do my cartoon version because for season two, I want to do the cartoon version of uh, myself. I got to catch up. Yeah. Uh, um. With that. With that being said, man. Yeah, I hope you. Nah, you're gonna do it. No, you just no, gotta no. keep getting better and better. Day by day, you get better and better till you can't be beat. Mm. Amen, amen, amen. Do you, uh, so yeah. Do you do you use no Andrew Tatis? Yeah, we've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, we did an episode about him, and then they banned it. So hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, we'll, hey, we looked up Poppy. They banned the Andrew Tate episode. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, you remember we we never aired it. It was episode three, and then we, they said, "Oh, we lost the file. It's corrupted. We can't get it." Yeah, you can't name it Andrew Tate. <laughs> so you got to probably get this shit again. The Andrew Tate story is very interesting, though. And it's ongoing. Yeah, the latest uh, chapter is pretty It's pretty mind-opening, eye-opening about how this world is right now. Why do you bring him up, Alex? Before mm-hmm. we go, we'll wrap it up in a couple minutes. Because Papi Knox looks like the fucking American Andrew Tate with that cigar in his mouth. You're not the first person to say that, which is funny because I've been smoking <laughs> cigars for 20 years now. And 
I was smoking cigars before Andrew Tate was smoking cigars, but I guess I never advertised it. And and but yeah, people. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the states, so yeah, I'm out in uh, from all over in the states. I'm, I'm, we're just gonna say that for now. I'm not gonna put too much information. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. This is just my life. I think cigars are great. Um, it's a great way to release some stress. It's a great way to just slow down, enjoy the moment, and connect with great like-minded people. Uh, but yeah, this is this is my life. I, I'm smoking a cigar right now. The cigar bar is my spot in the Yeah, I'm glad I got you into it. Uh, Kanye got into it. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but Alex, yeah, we're all great people to know. I'm glad that we met. Um, follow us on social media. I don't know how to connect with you more than just Spotify Live. But uh, again, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your story. And thank you for being part of our show. This is is there a button Just give them the Twitter? Or can I put a link? I don't know how all this works. This is all, Alex. This is your generation. <laughs> I used to I'm work in tech in Silicon Valley, and I still don't know how this technology works. Alex, I'm 35 <laughs> years old, bro. Yeah, um, we're old men. And, uh, hey, I'm, look, look. I'm getting kid. And I'm 29. I'm catching news. <laughs> yeah. But every time you get older, we also get older. I've lived many lives. Uh, time is a funny thing. Um, here, let me see if I can pass you on a link because I want to make sure that you're getting great information from the both of us. All right, Knox, man, I got to uh, check out in my phone on one, 1%, 1%. So, Alec, man, stay strong. We're going right. to talk again. We're going to chop it up. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah, man, no worries. I'm going to smoke a cigar for you guys on the weekend. Yes. All right, absolutely. And thank you again, Alex. I'm posting the message in the chat. I don't know if you can click on a link, but if it works, go for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, email me and we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, man. No worries. Nice one for this. All right. Peace and happy new year, brother. Always making moves.